Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, presents the official podcast of Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. On today's program, we'll give you the latest news from the world of University of Georgia Athletics and more. And now, from the broadcast studios of Dogs on Demand, here's your host, Chris Hall. All right, Chris Hall here for Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And it's good to have you on our program today. And uh, hey, it's an exciting week as the University of Georgia, of course, wins the SEC championship, uh, winning that game over LSU 50-30 to at Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium this past Saturday. So all of Dog Nation is celebrating not only that win, but also the fact that Georgia is the number one ranked team in the college football playoff rankings that came out on Sunday. So Georgia's going to be taking on uh, Ohio State, the Ohio State. We'll give them props from the Big Ten in that first uh, playoff game in the college football playoff schedule. It's good to have uh, with us today on our program uh, former Georgia running back Richard Samuel. Richard graduated in 2011, finished his career 2012, had a stellar career at the University of Georgia, went on to earn his master's degree. Today, he's in uh, real estate, but he's a very vital part of Dog Nation. And uh, Richard, it's good to have you on our program today and welcome. Awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, man. It's an honor to be in your program, be able to talk to you about Georgia uh, football. Now, of course, uh, Georgia, uh, now 13-0, and uh, going through the uh, regular season undefeated for the second consecutive season. Amazing. Going undefeated in the SEC for the second consecutive uh, season. Finally accomplishing this year what they could not accomplish last year, and that is winning the SEC uh, championship game. So uh, just give us your perspective. You know, this is an historic run uh, for uh, University of Georgia football it's quite amazing to behold. Uh, these are the good old days, as a lot of people are saying, for the University of Georgia. So give us your, uh, your perspective on the University of Georgia football program as it is today. It's amazing to see, yes, last year we won the national championship, but we did not show that we were the SEC championship. Or we didn't win a championship of our conference. So being able to come in, win that this year, I mean, it's just icing that we, it's validation that, okay, the dogs are the best in the SEC, and, you know, going forward, we're going to win the national championship again, where I believe we're the best in the country as well. So, like you said, I, be- I really believe these are the good old days, undefeated consecutive season, undefeated in SC consecutively again. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing, this run that uh, Georgia is, is on. And, you know, you're a former player. You played in the big stadium at Sanford Stadium. You played in the SEC. Uh, it, it's, you know, the SEC is just tough. And then I, I tell people all the time, when you go on the road in the SEC, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you're playing the lowliest of the low in the SEC, if you're on the road and playing in uh, that other team's environment, it can be really tough. Uh, the SEC is tough. It, it's quite amazing that uh, Georgia has accomplished what they have accomplished now and uh, running the table for two consecutive seasons in the uh, SEC, you're a former player. You 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 played in the SEC. 
just give us the guys who've, you know, we've always been fans, but we were not on the field. Give us a little perspective on how hard that is to go undefeated in a league like the SEC. It's, it's very difficult. I mean, like you said, every team comes and will give you their best every Saturday, home and away. I remember games, we went to um, LSU, I'm not I'm sorry, Kentucky, went to Vanderbilt, and they put up a good fight. Yeah, we end up being the better team that day, but if we'd have messed up in any aspect of offense, defense, or special teams, the other team could have easily won. So the SEC is a drag-out fight every Saturday. It doesn't matter what team it is. They will fight, and they'll fight hard. No, There's no pushovers in the SEC. Yeah, I, I, and we can we can see that from my perspective, from the stands and in the press box. And uh, uh, But uh, it, it's great what Georgia has done. So And now we turn the page. We're in the college football playoffs. Now, the college football playoffs did not exist when you were playing. Uh, and, and, of course, you, it's only been, uh, you know, there were national championship games, but those uh, were determined uh, by the polls. Uh, but what do you think about this college football playoff system? I, we have four teams now in, that have uh, been selected by the college football playoff uh, committee. Uh, you have uh, Georgia, of course, Michigan, uh, and TCU and Ohio State. And, and soon, in two, 2024, uh, the, the uh, college football playoff uh, uh, field will expand to 12 games. Give me your, your perspective on, you know, the college football playoff system as it is now and has, as it will be in, like, 2024 and the years beyond. I like how it is now. And the difference from when I was playing to what it is now, it allows room to really see you know, you got your big, your Pac-10, big, uh, big 12, you got the other conferences to come in the playoffs and really compete to see who is, who earned that right to play in the national championship. Like you said, when I was playing, you know, it was all voted by the committee and they just choose who plays. Well, now the choice is out of the votes in hands. Now it's in the hands of the coaches and the players. I like that aspect of it now. But I feel that it's going to water it down going to these 12 teams. So if you bring it, if you make it that wide, it waters down the intensity or the meaning of certain close games. Like again, Tennessee being Alabama or um, LSU winning, like certain games like that where it just rocks the entire college playoffs. Well, it's not going to rock it as much because you know if you get two, three, maybe four losses, it's still get in. Yeah, yeah. And you take a look at Kansas State; uh, they would be in in the uh, 12 team playoff system because uh, they are the uh, champions of the big 12 and they've lost three games. So yeah, yeah, I, I get your perspective. One of the, you know, one of the things as I look at expanding uh, toward the, the, uh, the 12 team system is that now that Georgia has won the SEC championship game, they don't play again for another month. I mean, it'll be the uh, December the uh, 29th uh, or December 31st, rather when Georgia will play uh, again, and that's a long gap. Uh, you know, you have Army, Navy next week, and then you have the Bulls uh, begin to uh, play. I, I've never had li really liked that long gap in there. Now, the 12-team playoff system, that's going to change that. You'll have those playoff games in there. So, you know, you look at it from different ways. It, it, it is what it is. We'll just have to see how, how it works out. So let's talk a little bit about the, uh, about our, uh, the, about the playoffs. Now, you have number one ranked Georgia taking on Ohio State. That'll be in the Peach Bowl. It'll be Saturday, December 31st, New Year's Eve at 8 p.m. 
in Atlanta in at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, uh, uh, you know, I know you love college football. You you follow college football, of course, obviously. You know about Ohio State. Georgia opens up as a six-point favorite over uh, the uh, Buckeyes. So uh, just right now, as you, you look at this, uh, this game, tell me about what you think about Georgia versus Ohio State. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good fight. Ohio State, I thought they're going to come with a chip on the shoulder of the point to prove. I mean, they've always been high. They are, I mean, they always play well. They always play on the pedestal. And I think that people are not overlooking them a little bit because it gets the game against Michigan. So I think that, again, it's top-tier football. They're going to come ready to play. They're going to come ready to knock off the number one team in the country. And they're going to put up a good fight. And I think that they're going to try to maximize and take this entire month to dissect Georgia and figure out where the weak points, offense, defense, and special teams, and they're going to try to build a play scheme around that to be able to maximize on uh, Georgia's um, weak points. Yeah. You know, we, we all like to play coach. I like to play coach. I, I'm constantly coaching the game from my recliner. Though you know uh, the team never follows what I want them to do, and uh, but we all love to play coach. The one concerning thing I think coming out of Georgia's win over LSU is the fact that Georgia's defense did, did give up some pretty big plays. Uh, you know LSU passed uh, for a lot of yards, uh, over 500 yards against uh, the University of Georgia, and uh, the defense gave up 30 points. Now, is that an anomaly? Is is that something? Is that an outlier? Uh, is is that a concerning thing? Will uh, Kirby and the staff kind of clean that up? Uh, do, what do you think about that? Ohio State can attack you. Uh, so uh, what do you think about that Georgia defense? Uh, they've got some tightening up to do, I think, don't you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, 30 points, it's hard to get scored on 30 points and still win the game. Yeah. Like you said, 500, 500 yards yeah. just in the air. That's <laughs> That's a lot of yards in the air against um, number one ranked Georgia, number one team in the country. Yeah. So we do have to sign it up because another team will find out, especially Ohio State. I, I greatly believe Ohio State is going to see that. They're going to try to find a way to stretch our secondary and hit us in the open gaps. And they have some amazing wide receivers. And once they catch the ball, they can make some plays with their feet. Ohio State has been bummed up a little bit now that, uh, you know, the that 28-day period between, uh, you know, the conference championship game and the uh, first playoff game, that's going to give both Georgia and Ohio State the opportunity to uh, get some guys healthy. Uh, it, both teams probably will be at full strength. So let's talk a little bit about that Georgia offense. I, you know, it seems like the Georgia offense, when they when they need to turn it on, they'll turn it on. I mean, you know, Stetson Bennett, I just, what can you say about the dude? I mean, he, he's, he's got the swagger. I mean, he, he's, he's amazing at what he does. <laughs> he, he doesn't care what anybody says about him and he's got the talent, uh, to, to back it up. And, uh, so Stetson Bennett's doing great. You got it. Now you played running back at UGA. You, you've got that stable of running backs at the university of Georgia. My hankering is for Georgia maybe to utilize, and I know they do, but maybe to utilize the tight end position a little bit more uh, in the offensive screen, scheme. But, I, you know, Todd Monken, he takes what the defense gives him. So if you were the offensive coordinator for the University of Georgia, if you sat down with Todd Monken and you wanted to give him advice, what kind of advice would you give him about that, uh, about the uh, Georgia offense? They're very productive, but 
maybe what would you say to him? Let's let's use this more. Let's do this more. What would you say to to Todd? I'd say run some RPOs that include the tight end. If you run some RPOs that include some kind of pass to the tight end, that would slow down the pressure of the defense to where we can possibly hit a few open runs like we did at the end of the game in the championship, hit a few more those early on in the game. And with that, again, the defense has to slow down a little. If they come in full, you know, full speed, just attacking, it's going to be real difficult to get a long pass off. It's going to also be real difficult to get our linemen to get onto the defense, you know, DN, I mean, I'm sorry, the defensive linemen as well as the linebackers to open up runs for our running backs. So if we get some RPOs to where the tight ends are included, because we have some amazing, <laughs> we have some monsters of tight ends. Yes, we do. Get them included in those RPOs and get some passes up to them. I think that can potentially slow down the defense. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know Todd, I know they're already at work on it. Uh, you know, that coaching never stops. Uh, it, it, one of the most entertaining things to me over the weekend is to uh, see the lobbying that was going on out of Tuscaloosa to be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Alabama, of course, uh, having two losses, 10 and two on the season, losing to LSU in Tennessee, but man, coach Saban put on the, uh, he put on the lobbying effort to get Alabama into the top four. Now is Alabama, one of the top four teams in the country. Probably so. Uh, if you put the Alabama on the field with TCU, I, my money would be on Alabama or Ohio State. You put Alabama on the field with uh, Ohio State, I would think Alabama would win that game. But my message to uh, Tuscaloosa, to the University of Alabama is, if you want to be in the playoffs, don't lose. It, does, it doesn't matter if you lose on the last play of the game. It doesn't matter what your strength of schedule might be. If you want to be on the playoffs or in the playoffs, then don't lose two games, for heaven's sakes. Uh, same for Tennessee. Uh, so, you know, Georgia guys, we we kind of love to poke fun at Alabama when we have the opportunity. Uh, what was your take on that lobbying effort coming out of Tuscal uh, Tuscaloosa to get Alabama into the uh, Final Four? I, mean, I have to agree with you 100%. I have to agree. I mean, if you want to get in, you got to win. Yeah. Just because you can beat the teams that are in, you have to show that you – are strong enough within your own conference to be in. There's a reason why Ohio State and uh, Michigan are in because they have proven that they're strong in their conference and they deserve to be in the playoffs. So I, I agree 100% with you. Yes, Alabama, you're trying to lobby, you're trying to prove your point that you can beat Michigan Ohio. I understand that. But what did you show within the SEC? You didn't make it to SEC championship, so what kind of argument can you build? Yeah. And, and, you know, I admire Nick Saban. He, he, he's, he was doing what he could do to get his team in. And, uh, but I was thinking about, you know, if Georgia was in the opposite position, I think Kirby smart probably would have done some lobbying, but it wouldn't have been as intense as what Nick Saban pulled out. I, I just, Nick's, uh, it, yeah, his, his personality is di different from Kirby. And I, I just was kind of thinking about that. Now let's talk about the other playoff game. Now you've got number two, Michigan. Very strong team. I really dismantled Ohio State in that head-to-head head head uh, matchup. You got Michigan taking on TCU. Now, this is going to be in the Fiesta Bowl. It'll be also on New Year's Eve at 4 p.m., both of these games on ESPN, both of the playoff games. So you got Michigan taking on TCU. Uh, TCU, of course, losing the conference championship to uh, Kansas State. Kansas State, very good football team. TCU is a very good football team. You've got Michigan. 
uh, winning the Big Ten championship over Purdue, going undefeated, uh, as well as uh, Georgia win undefeated. So what, what do you? That should be a very entertaining game. Um, I think Michigan should win, but I wouldn't be surprised if TCU won. Uh, what do you think about that Michigan TCU game? Michigan undefeated. Yeah. They're a great team. They're a good team. There's always something. There's always something extra that comes from losing. Yeah, it might be a chip on the shoulder, or you might figure you might figure out your weak points to where you can make those stronger. There's always something that comes from losing. And I think TCU is going to dissect what they did wrong, as well as some of them players will have a chip. I mean, even the quarterback who was you know lobbying, crying, says, "Hey, he he feels like his team deserves to be in, and they're in." So I think he's going to be the front runner saying, hey, we got in. It's time to pull up and shut up and trying to show why we deserve to be in and time to show we deserve to win this whole thing. So I think TCU is going to have something to prove by what, the fact that they made it in there as well as how their um, championship game went. Yeah. So uh, my prediction is at the moment, I, I think Georgia – I, I think Michigan probably maybe will squeak that game out. I think it's going to be Georgia-Michigan in the uh, national championship game. And, of course, you know, I'm going to pick Georgia to repeat as national champions. So what about you? It's fun to make these predictions. It's fun to make your picks. What do you think? How, how's it going to turn out? Who's going to face off against each other at uh, SoFi Stadium on January 9th out in uh, Inglewood, California, uh, to play for the national championship? Of course, you know me, uh, just as you know, I'm going to go for the dogs. Yeah. And the dogs will be right back there January 9th. I have a feeling, I mean, TC might pull it off. Okay. They might pull something out their hat and pull it off to get that W. So I think Georgia and TC will be playing. Hey, that, either game will be fun. <laughs> either game will be fun. Uh, you, you know, you, you played uh, uh, early part of uh, the last decade for the University of Georgia. A lot of things have changed in college football. Uh, since uh, you know you 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 played uh, you uh, no one no one when you were playing no one knew about a transfer portal you know that was you know nobody knew about that now you know players would go from one college team to another but they would have to sit out a year to get a you know to be be eligible that's not the case anymore you, you have the transfer transfer portal and now you know, no one back in the day back when you played knew about knew what an NIL deal was but now in college football, everybody knows what the portal is and everybody knows what an NIL deal is. So what do you think about the modern state, uh, the, the current state of college football? And what would you have loved to see in, in your day that is present today that wasn't, you know, a reality then? What do you think about this, um, you know, modern college football these days? What do you think about that? I support the portal. And I support the NIL. I just think that some type of coaching or some type of counseling, whatever it is, to make sure these kids have the right mindset as they approach these things. Yeah, you know, I think I think Georgia has really tried to. Uh, talking to some of the staff members on the staff uh, coaching staff at the University of Georgia, I think they've really tried to address. Uh, you know, talking to these kids, all of a sudden they sign sign these NIL deals and. All of a sudden, a lot of money is is coming their way, and they're not used to handling that money. I think UGA has a you know pretty good process in in line, not to tell the kids what to do with their money, but to give them good counseling. On you know, okay, now you got this coming in. You've not you're not used to this, so you know, try to give them some skills to be able to handle that. 
but it, it is a different world from when you played uh, in a lot of ways in college football. I did want to ask you one other question. Uh, just, you know, it, it ha- that hadn't, doesn't have anything to do with the SEC. One of my favorite guys in college football these days is uh, Deion Sanders. And now uh, Neon Dion has carried his, uh, you know, himself out to the University of Colorado. And uh, I was reading that already like 200 players have contacted him. They want to get in the portal to, <laughs> to come to the University of Colorado. You know, I, I, I really like Neon Dion. And, uh, you know, he, he's a character, but he's, he's got substance to him. I just added, you know, just thinking about it. What do you think about uh, Deion Sanders going to the University of uh, Colorado? Kind of interesting, isn't it? And I think it'll be a lot of fun. I agree. I, I think it'll be amazing. I mean, seeing him up there, D1, I, I'm excited to see what he does. But I think it'll be entertaining and interesting to see how he does. I mean, look at what he did at Jackson, Jackson State. Yeah. He turned the program around. He put athletes, he instilled a culture there. So him going to Colorado, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, Richard Sample's been with us, and we've been talking a little bit about UGA. We love our dogs, and uh, it's amazing, 13-0. and 0, And Georgia taking on, of course, the Ohio State University. we got to wait a long time. I mean, you know, it's after Christmas, and it's New Year's Eve. But that'll give the team the, some time to rest up. And, uh, the, you know, and somebody told me, that, you know, the games are actually, when Georgia plays a game, it's actually a little relief because the practices are so hard. Uh, you've got the offense playing against the number one te- defense in the country, and Kirby Smart doesn't hold back. Uh, they practice hard, so I'm sure Georgia's going to be ready to go uh, when uh, they take on Ohio State. Richard, it's uh, good to have you with us. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we look forward to talking to you again, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Dogs on Demand would like to thank Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com slash UGA today for more information. Be sure to visit Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and our great interactive website, dogsondemand.com. Join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with the latest sports news from the University of Georgia and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.